gentlemen, welcome how to you, episode two. How would you be? Of how would you be? Well, how would you uh, be? Where we, <laughs> where we discuss all things sports business, uh, maybe a bit of pop culture, um, whatever in- interesting is happening in the world. I don't think we have any topics that are fully off limits. Uh, I'm Michael yeah, Myers. I don't think we have any topics at all today. I don't think. We uh, yeah, we may not. This could be a either. very short podcast. Uh, I'm joined as always by owner and CEO and editor in chief of Team Marketing Report, Chris Hartwig. Hello, Chris. How are you, sir? Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me today, Michael. Oh, of course. Thanks for showing up. And uh, the big sports guy. He's right there. Everyone, Josh Kyles. Welcome back hello. to the show, Josh. Hello. I hello. thought you said last week it's Kales Myers. No, Keels. No, Keels. Kyles. It's the man's Kyle. been through enough, Josh. Kyle. So how are we today, guys? We're doing it's well. wonderful. Wonderful in Chicago. It, it, it is actually... It's not San Diego, but it's, it's wonderful. I'm, coming, I'm actually uh, coming to you live today from Los Angeles, California, or more specifically, Van Nuys, um, which most people would say is not Los Angeles. It's actually the Valley, um, but not in San Diego today. Well, is that where you hail from? I hail from Long Beach, California originally, so yeah, LA area. Well, no, but not Van Nuys. Absolutely not. No. Okay. No offense to Van Nuys, but Well, no. I didn't think you were a Valley guy, but I'm I, not a Valley guy, I'm not a Valley girl, but I am here now. <laughs> this is this is this is off the rails, guys. Van Van Nuys, what was filmed in Van Nuys? Was it like back in the 80s where they would live from Van Nuys? What was in Van Nuys? Or was that the porn industry that's in Van so Nuys? So I, I actually I actually have a quick story about Van Nuys and how it got its name. <laughs> okay. Um, you start the timer. So it's a quick there story. was a large I'll do do a quick one. No, no, a large, take your time. Large Jewish we don't have any population. Topics. Take your time. <laughs> a, a large a large Jewish population that moved uh to Los Angeles when everybody was settling the town and Van Nuys was there was no name and they they were walking around and they saw you know oh, wow this, this place is, is just it's very nice very nice very nice that's not my joke but it was it's it's a great one thank you thank you everybody thank Borat you. name I was gonna say we had Seth Rogen on today as a guest but then that uh, is uh, Seth Rogen ish is <laughs> a bit Seth Rogen ish. Yeah, I've gotten uh, that for about my whole life. So, but okay. something back—I don't know if it was game shows or what—but something was filmed in Van Nuys for sure. Something is in my head in Van Nuys. I'll figure out what it is. We'll talk about it on episode three. I'll look forward be. to it. Van Nuys, Van Nuys, Van Nuys. All right, well, get to, guys. Uh, I know at least today we're going to talk about a few things that are going on in the world of sports. Um, number one. This evening, I don't know. Starts in a couple hours. What time does it start? Is it it's a prime time start? Seven p.m. What? What? I don't even know when it starts today. But uh, the NFL draft kicks off today. Uh, it does. Big, big deal. I got it. Yeah. I got. I got to go. Yeah. Well, your, your team was great having you today. Thank you. <laughs> your team will be picking early. I'm sure of that. Uh, who's your Who's your team, Chris? I don't have a team. I'm, oh, Chris is a Chicago Bears fan. I'm not a fan like Myers is of the Arizona Cardinals. Or, Cardinals. And and I don't even know, Josh, we're still oh, getting New to York, know each other. New York football giants. I won't tell you the whole history of why that is, but good, good. family from New York. There you go. New York Giants. Nice. I, also grew, I also grew up in LA. There was no football team um, when I was growing up. Yeah. So yeah. I still, and I still, still shouldn't I, be. And now there's <laughs> two. Still yeah. shouldn't be one. You mad? What a joke. Uh, yeah, I am. I am mad. I am mad at the illegal activities that lost to the team in St. Louis and pushed them to Los Angeles. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we're talking about the NFL draft. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about boxing. There's some weird, wacky, wild stuff uh, going on in the world of boxing. Very strange time for boxing. Um, Major League Baseball has had a few interesting moments this last week. High-profile players in some interesting situations. We've got former athletes creating some unique content. And uh, who knows what else we'll talk about today. But let's start things off. Josh, I'll let you kick it off. You're the biggest guy in the room. You're the closest thing to an NFL lineman. I know you played collegiate football at a powerhouse Ivy League school, Columbia. Um, What's going on with the NFL draft? I haven't heard much about this. Yeah. um, Well, playing is a strong word. But – 
riding the bench is more likely, more like a good a good way to describe that. But uh, yeah, the NFL draft is pretty exciting. We're actually uh, hosting a large event in Cleveland, Ohio. I think they're expecting something like fifty thousand spectators a day. Um, obviously, that is not. I mean, that's about ten percent of what they saw the last time they did a draft in person in Nashville, which I got to be at, and it was an incredible experience. Um, if not a little bit overwhelming. I mean, um, so I'm sure it's very exciting in Cleveland today, which is always nice for them to get, have something to get excited about. Um, what do we got? I was there, at the Chris? 2010 NFL draft. I wasn't even born then. I know that's what. That's... <laughs> um, but yeah, so Cleveland is hosting the draft. They're doing some interesting things, hosting some fans. What is that, happening right now? Chris is, I, we are off the rails. We are officially watching, off the rails. Chris Come is on. watching Napoleon Dynamite right now. I, I see him where you vote for Pedro. Pedro Sanchez, who do you think? <laughs> All right. I love well, that thing. That's also older than you, there, Mr. Rogan. Right. Okay, no, no, definitely. Cleveland. You're, there's a lot. There's, there should be a lot of people in Cleveland, but there's not. Please. Continue. There should. Well, should there be? Um no, we love Cleveland. Um, <laughs> but some of the interesting things they're doing, they are going to have a vaccinated only section. So that'll be an interesting kind of a, a barometer for what, what events are going to be doing potentially moving forward. So I think that's interesting uh, from the business side. And then, you know, seeing how, how the fan experience looks. Um, like I said, when they were in Nashville a couple of years ago, it was over 500,000 people. Uh, if anybody's ever been to Nashville, I mean, the streets were full for six blocks down was it broadway um full of fans and that was it the streets were full it was raining out the bars were full it was nuts um so hopefully you know cleveland can get a little bit of a taste of that obviously in a safe safe as way as possible um and then on the other side you know as a football fan which i know you guys can certainly both speak to uh i think it should be an interesting draft super quarterback heavy at the top Very quarterback um, heavy. Like, I can't – I mean, can you think of a draft that was this – I mean, they're, they're thinking like the top five picks could all go QB. So, I, I can't remember a draft that was this heavy quarterback. Um, I can't well, remember. You're going back to what? Like ni- 19 Nin- – what was that? Uh, the huge 2012 when I was born, yeah. Okay. But th- another one before – you were definitely before you were born, 1983, right? Wasn't that Marino and Todd Elway? Blackledge and El- – like – that was that was one where they all not all but the majority of them turned out okay. I think mm. that's what's going to be interesting. Is I mean, right? You've got two guys coming from the smaller schools. Well, yeah. not North Dakota uh, State, BYU. Not BYU is in a smaller school, but it's not coming from a power conference at least, right? Yeah. And and then the guys from the football factories. Which ones of those are which? Which of those guys are gonna are are gonna hit it? I, you know, I mean, any predictions? People are really high on Trevor Lawrence. I mean, we've been high on Trevor Lawrence for what since he came into college. Um, yeah, I don't. They, I don't they, see how he doesn't have some success in the NFL. Yeah. Um, well, I think he's set up a little bit. He's got a slight advantage of uh, also coming in with, uh, I think, with Urban Meyer, that Meyer can take some of the heat uh, off potentially in this case if they're not, especially if they're not playing well. I think he can he he will and can take that, and so that helps give Lawrence a little more time. Plus, it's it's not the. What do the, you mean he's going to take some of the heat if they suck? He's going to take the heat. Because you mean from fan, from fan, yeah, from and the fans and media that blame and I mean, look at what's happened in New York with you know whoever Sanchez and Darnold and and uh, you know a, lo- a long list that that that's a tough market. And, and I think Wilson that's predicated into with that. success on the field, though, more than anything. I don't know if, if, no, I, if Urban that, that Meyer I, was the head coach in New York. Is is Ray Sanchez? Ray Sanchez, the shortstop. Ray Sanchez. Is, Dirty uh, Sanchez. Yeah. Oh God. Is uh, <laughs> is Sanchez or Donald more successful because Urban Meyer's the head coach and can take some of the heat? No, but they're yeah, probably more yes. successful just be I mean, I don't know if it's because he could take the heat, but they're probably more successful with Urban Meyer as their head coach. 
than uh, Rex Ryan. I think most quarterbacks would be more successful with somebody other than Rex Ryan as their head coach. Well, I would agree with that. Or but Adam Gase I, or whoever else it's been. Yeah, I just one, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to have that much type of a struggle. Two, I think people are fairly forgiving of rookie quarterbacks if they struggle a little bit. Three, I just I don't Urban Meyer, I, I don't know. I don't I don't see that being such a big factor that he's going to take heat off. I just don't see a lot of heat coming onto a uh, a quarterback that uh, is in his first year. I mean, Dan Marino, not Dan Marino, uh, Troy Aikman went one of 15 in his first year. I'm sure he took some heat, but uh, if he'd only had Urban Myers as head coach. No. What, no, well, it's, but, but what I'm saying is like, look in Detroit and throwing Joey Harrington in, into the fire and in, in a shit sure. show. You Urban know, Meyer, Matt, Urban Meyer that, will not be bad for him as a coach. I actually think it's the bigger impact is that he was a college coach most recently. He's never coached in the well, NFL, so he's going to think yeah. like a college coach. He's going to be able to speak to the, the college quarterback in a way that he's used to being spoken to, I would think. So I do think that Urban Meyer being a head coach there is beneficial to whomever steps into that role, but I, I don't know. Did you, I'm, I'm, isn't that what I said? Yeah, but it, yeah, good? You, you said it's going to take the heat off of him because Urban well, Meyer is going to take some heat. But I that's don't get part that. of it. Of course. Yes, you do. You get that. I don't. That's, that's what I'm saying. That, is that Urban Meyer is going to take the heat off of the quarterback somehow? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't see it. But I, I hear a lot, you. Of, a lot of pressure. A lot of a lot of pressure from that avid Jacksonville Jaguar fan base that that, that Trevor's going to have to face. I mean, presumably expectations he, are he, high. He's got to live up to what? I, like Bortles. Uh, Bortles is, you know, Bortles is a legend in his own right. We can have some is. guests on, yeah. The uh, who was the quarterback from Missouri? Uh, the long Gardner long Minshew, Chase Daniels, Chase. No, there was who was the quarterback there? The quarterback uh, was Locke, Drew Locke. Was he the quarterback there for a moment? No, who was the quarterback? There was a quarterback from Missouri. I don't know. This is how bad the quarterback situation is in Jacksonville. I can't even think of who the quarterbacks were in Jacksonville. That's how bad. Since Mark Brunell Brunell was the last quarterback in Jacksonville of of note, I believe. When they went to the AFC Championship under the tutelage of Tom Coughlin? It's possible. I don't remember, but yes, I believe that's true. Um, All right, so it's quarterback heavy. Uh, any other names of note that you you that you're excited about to see play at the next level? This tight end from Florida, Kyle Pitts. Okay. From everything I'm hearing about this guy, I mean, I was hoping that he might slide to the Giants. I think we're at 11 or 12. That's not going to happen now. I mean, a lot of people are saying he might be the, actually the most talented player in the draft. Um, he just looks like an absolute freak athlete. He can block. He looks like a wide receiver, like in the mold of. Randy Moss, but a tight end. Um, so I'm interested to see to see how he translates to the NFL. I think, and and the wide receiver class as a whole, I think, is really strong. Some of the guys from Alabama wide receiver class is strong. LSU guy, who else is out there? Um, was the Alabama Devontae Smith, Devontae and Jalen Waddle, both from Jaylen Alabama. Oh, yeah, two, two wide receivers from the same class, school, same class. That's that's sick. That are going to be like top, top ten. ten pin. Yeah, yeah, un- unreal. That's pretty crazy. Well, it is they great do a, for the city of Cleveland. Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say Alabama does a does a halfway decent job of recruiting. Yeah, yeah, they do okay. Um, they got a, they got a large budget for it, um, and I do mean they have a large budget for it. Exactly how it sounds. Uh, I am excited for the city of Cleveland, though. I, I, it is a little disappointing for them. Any other year, this would be a a, a, a mammoth weekend. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be fairly subdued. I do find it interesting that you said there's a vaccinated area. I, I, I don't know if we're we're moving to that as a society, if we're actually going to do that to where we have vaccinated versus non-vaccinated. They've been doing their best to avoid that. Should be interesting. Um, yeah. I wish I was more excited about the draft. I'm not going to, I wish I was more into it this year. I'm just, I don't know, Chris, are you excited about this? Are you going to sit and watch this tonight? No, I'm not either. Josh, you going to watch it? I might watch up until the Giants pick, you know, and it's so basically the first 12 picks. I like to try to see the Giants get their pick, but afterwards, I mean, the phone. The I don't know. Tell me. On the phone is I feel like the guys that watch the NFL draft are the same guys that wear football jerseys around. 
like as an outfit. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you've been to the NFL, that, I mean, that is the NFL draft experience. I mean, that's when I was at radio city and, and Josh, you've had to have seen it um, on your trip when it was in Chicago, that that's the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Nashville. Yeah. It was. Yeah. But I don't even mean like guys that are going to go to this are going to wear the Jersey. I'm talking about it. No, to me, that, it seems like the guys that it, would go to this are the guys that on a Wednesday are walking down the streets in my, and they've got their Dolphins jersey. I I, I don't wear right. a jersey ever. As so an you're adult, talking about like, you're talking about like Daryl, like Daryl Philbin's sister from The Office. Daryl Philbin's sister, yeah, wearing the Eagles the, jersey, the Eagles yes. jersey, and getting yes. confused exactly for Daryl, exactly yeah. like Daryl's <laughs> sister. On, uh, on yes, but no, I mean you can picture it's the it just yeah. takes a specific kind of guy. To wear really? a football jersey. When's the last time you donned a football jersey as part of an outfit with your khakis, Chris? Never. Yeah. So Kyle's, I have a question. Well, a do, you, football do, jersey? You, do you own a football I, I own a football jersey, but I don't wear it as part of a thing. I have like a, my high school football jersey like in a frame somewhere. But I, I've, got, I've got somebody else's high school jersey and it's the cutoff right here. And sure. I wear that. I bet, they, I bet they love you at the sport and social clubs wearing those. Uh, yes, it's the, see, the dotted. It's like dotted, like you see through it. Yeah, and it's, yeah that I do have. That <laughs> I have my Herschel Walker. But that's that's it. That's fashion. That's fashion. That is this fashionable. Is now, this is now a fashion podcast. Thank you. Crop crop top football jerseys <laughs> is the kind of football jersey. If I'm going to wear a jersey, I'm wearing a crop top and I'm wearing the pads. Did you get I'm going to look like Brian Bosworth circa 19... 19- <laughs> 87 that's my was that goal. for your was that for your tryout for the longest yard remake with adam sandler uh no it was for <laughs> invincible it was down to me and Wahlberg, and Wahlberg yeah. got it i was actually up for the part of one of the 72 guys that didn't make it on that day <laughs> and i didn't even make the guys that didn't make it they were like you're too bad to look like a guy too bad to make this you don't even look like you're good enough to play on a field with lights lighting it up while it's raining. You're not. Yeah, no. you'd be surprised. I look pretty spectacular. I wouldn't be. Su- I would expect right. that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought I was. I was picturing you in the in the penny. You know, the half cut penny. Penny Hardaway. Uh, but that was actually brings up the question: How do you feel about basketball jerseys being worn? The same. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do it. I did it when I was 24. All right. I, I, I guess that's what it comes down to. At a certain age, I stopped. At a certain age, I stopped. And I don't know when that was, probably when I started to have some form of self-awareness. Um, you guys hear that phone just, ring? Yeah. Speaking of self-awareness, how about, uh, how about <laughs> turning your phone off? Yeah, how about turning your phone off before the podcast starts? There's a little self-awareness for you. Divine timing right there. Hey, look, that was a guy that probably wanted to play hockey on the PlayStation. It's a big deal around these parts. Um, is that what you were doing? Be honest. Is that what you were doing the other night when you called me? Really, it was probably like eleven o'clock your time. You're like, I gotta go get back to these guys. We're yeah. doing something. Were you, you were playing Fortnite or something? You, no, not Fortnite. NHL. How childish. Hockey. What am Chell. I? What am Chell, I? Man. Chell. Ironically, it's called Chell. C H E L. Not joking. I thought you were no, referencing it. I know it's called Chell. The league. That's why I said Chell. Oh, do you know what it is too? How do you know what it is? Wow. I so cover esports. Uh, uh, in team marketing oh. report, heard about it. That's well, right. I participate yeah. in it. I'd participate in it, and uh, these are professionals from across the globe. Greatest part, by the way, as you enter a game and you're pitted against players from elsewhere, <laughs> me and the, the guys I'm on this team with are talking. No joke, a kid from the other team goes, you guys are like real men. Like You guys are like actual men. <laughs> and we're like, this you, is true. You, from that point on, we were like, Every time we got on, we're like, hey, dude, what's, I mean, it, it's been amazing since. But he was like, I'm playing grown men. I'm like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And you destroy. Does that it. make you? Yeah, but how, how, yeah. It doesn't make me more that? scary. It makes me less scary. Yeah. Am I proud of it? I don't it think there's creepy. any pride involved in this. These guys wanted to play. I said, cool. I'm talented at whatever I do. I can't. <laughs> I'm an asset. Okay. 
And when people ask, I have a hard time saying no. So, yeah, I guess I'm proud of it. Uh, all right. So the NFL draft, exciting. And uh, segue, jerseys not cool for adults to wear. But the people that go to these NFL draft are men with mustaches, slightly overweight, wearing. But then again, that's the NFL fan. So the NFL is loving this, right? That's exactly who the NFL that's their core audience. Granted, it's much wider than that. Do you mentioned before, you mentioned before wearing a jersey with your khakis. Y'all, that's that's the worst case scenario. If you're gonna wear the jersey, no, the worst case scenario is jean shorts, just to be official. No, jersey no, with no, jean no. shorts is far no. worse. No, that is hashtag sexy time. But the real way to do it is in the Zubaz. Oh well, yeah. Zubaz. Zubaz is back, by the way. So you know, I don't even know what that is. They never so want to go ahead and uh, Zubaz are the the sweatpants that look like tiger stripes. That's the best way to describe. Oh, them. like yeah, they're um, like pajama they pants. Come in, they like come dog every, the bounty, like something that dog the bounty hunter would wear. Not even something yes. like the exact thing that dog <laughs> the bounty hunter yes. wore. Wore yes. Zubaz. There's well, no kind like of like a that, like that's what Parney wears when he goes home. Todd Parnell. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine. I, I, I would agree that Todd Parnell probably wears it. Todd Parnell is the John Daly of what we're describing. Baseball. Yeah, John, yeah Daly John Daly owns Zubaz, guaranteed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anybody that works out at Gold's Gym owns Zubaz. <laughs> yeah, Zubaz is a whole. That's a whole segment. We could do a whole segment on Zubaz. Uh, all I right. So that's a the whole section of Zubaz clothing in Gold's Gym that you. Can I was thinking we might need to facilitate that partnership. I don't think, yeah. I think there's some <laughs> Speaking right of facilitating partnerships and crazy bad ideas, um, what the hell's happening with boxing? What? What is it? Bo- is it even boxing anymore? Or, it, it's what, fighting. What? It's crossover. It's everything. It's just now. That's the other thing. A lot. This is now blending everything together. What we're talking about, Chris? Do you know we're talking about? So. Yeah. Logan Paul Logan, and Floyd yes, Logan Paul is called. He's what has he fought three fights? I think he's fought three fights. So Logan Paul and Nick Paul, both of these guys are Jake, involved Jake. in this. Jake, Nick Paul, Jake Paul. I don't even. This is how little I care Nick about Paul. the 19 million followers that follow Nick Paul slash Jake Paul or Logan Paul. Which I, you know who I think you know why I know who Logan Paul is. There was a musical for um, 80s music. Uh, that was done probably and not Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages was the heavy metal, and this was more maybe I think Rock of Ages was 90, 80s hair band. I think I don't even know the name of this movie, but one of the Pauls, I think, played the the asshole boyfriend. Very unlikable. It was a perfect role. This for is the part that gets edited out, right? Josh? That's the guy. That's why. That's the only reason I know who this guy I is. I know he's an Instagram. I know he's famous on on Instagram, and I know he's got eleven million. One of them's got eleven million. One's got a nineteen million. Anyway, boxing. What the hell are you doing? We're gonna put Floyd Mayweather Jr., the greatest potentially pound for pound, the greatest boxer of all time, is gonna fight Logan Paul. Why not? Think of how much money they're going to make. That's why. That's the, that's thing, the why. The, that's, if you want to know why not. Why. Well, you didn't say that. You said why not. That would take us about 47 hours for me to list all the reasons why not. <laughs> but oh, why? There's, one reason, there's one reason why. Okay. Right. All right. Oh, that's a shorter version. Money. Yes, absolutely. Well, but what is this other reason is there? Let me put it that way. What other reason is there then? The kind quality of, of the product you're putting out there, the no, no, um, no, I know. That's integrity what of the what sport. You ask what are the reasons? There, Those are the other what? reasons. Integrity. Well, I know. You're not listening to me once again. That's my Jerry Seinfeld impersonation. <laughs> you're not listening to me again. What are you talking I'm, about? You, <laughs> did you ever notice? What so, are you talking about? Here we go. <laughs> what are you talking to, about? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> what I am saying is there isn't any reason Just to saying. do this other than the money. There isn't. It's it. It's not the, the the quality of the product is shit. The it, it's it's popularity. It was it's. Uh, I was listening to uh, David Purdom was on with Richard Deitch on the podcast the other day and talking about the Logan Paul. Um, uh, what's who 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 was the last one? Uh, it was Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. I mean, no, 
the the knockout at Nate Robinson or whatever. Oh, what Nate, Nate Robinson against Jake. Yeah, Nate Robinson against Jake Paul. Like it was it, that one it was that like the the biggest handle in sports betting by far. Blew away Super Bowl. Blew away anything anything else. Who was this an indictment of? Who who is America? Oh, hi. Okay. In a jersey and Zubaz betting on this fight as if their life depends on it. Yeah, I don't America think it's jersey broken. and Zubaz, but man, people want to see this. Well, it, I mean, come on, not boxing not, fans. No, people, not boxing fans. People, people want to see it. I mean, they sold what I think they're predicting some predicting somewhere between one point two. We're not predicting they. For the last fight, uh, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren, there's somewhere between 1.2 to 1.6 million pay-per-view buys at $50 a piece. I mean, that's that's why. I mean, it, it, are you watching this as a form of jackass? Is that what this is? Like this is you're jackass watching, in a boxing ring? Yeah. That's a good you're, you're either watching it because you want to see the YouTuber get knocked out or you're watching it because you're a fan of the YouTuber and you want to see yeah. him back up all his shit talk that he's been, mm-hmm. you know, running his mouth for years now. By the and way, he does I've been watching his shit talk and it's terrible. Oh, it's, it's well, like see, a bad WWF from it's a, a bad WWE Russell. So, so my argument is, yeah, hundred percent. It's terrible. Like everyone, but then do you see what, I mean, it's, it's, it's done on purpose. Like he's not as dumb as, uh, you know, people might think. He literally made a video, TikTok, before going. He started filming it before going to the UFC fight this past weekend, which was a great card. Um, mm-hmm. First, first indoor event that was full over the last you know fourteen months in the US. And he went and he started recording, and he was saying, "I'm going to go to this UFC fight. I'm going to get the whole crowd chanting Fuck Jake Paul.'" And <laughs> within being there, like as he walked in he had the crowd chanting fuck Jake Paul. And that was continuing throughout the night. So for someone whose main goal, I mean, he doesn't hide the fact that he's looking for attention because attention turns to views, views turns to money. And then, you know, that all turns into opportunities like this for him to get it, getting boxing handles. Like, am, am it, I just it, an old dude? Am I just old, officially old where mm-hmm. I look at this I, and it can't be old. It can't be. It's gotta be something to me because if you go back 25 years, 20 years ago, I hated um, Jersey Shore. When Jersey Shore became a thing, which to right. me, this is all just an extension of Jersey Shore. It's all an extension of Cardinal. It's all an extension yeah, of the same it's thing. Real, it's a real life reality Paris Hilton show. famous for the sake of whatever. But watching a train wreck, I would not, could not bring myself to watch a singular episode of Jersey Shore. And I I would be dating someone and, and find out that they watched that or Desperate Housewives and and I would say, what, why? And they say, oh, it's, you know, it's like watching a train wreck. Cause I could tell I was judging them as, as I was. And they're like, oh, it's like watching a train wreck. Like, well, you should just watch it. It's enjoyable. And all I can think of my head is I refuse the business side of it. Once you understand the business side of it, these people are getting paid to be complete asses. And the more yeah. we watch them be complete asses, the more they get paid for being complete asses. And I just can't get into that. I can't get into that. I couldn't be, I couldn't go to sleep at night knowing that I was a part of getting those guys paid a million dollars an episode per person. Couldn't do it. And that's just, that's Jake Paul. That's Logan Paul. That's what they are. Is it, is it, is it beneficial? Is it, I mean, I guess it's beneficial for Cormier. He's not going to do it. Diaz might. Um, Is it beneficial for the guys that take these fights? I guess it's money. Yeah, I mean, it was, that was more than Ben Askren ever made in a fight in his career, and he got all he had to do was get knocked out, which he seemed to. I mean, he seemed to, he didn't mind. He was smiling. He was happy. He told everybody leading up to the fight that if if Jake Paul was any good, he was going to lose. I mean, I'd like. I think at some point you you know you'd like to see him fight someone who actually knows how to box. But I mean, obviously, you wouldn't. Well, you don't, right. don't want to see him fight anyone. But that's it. Just doesn't interest me. It doesn't well, interest think- me. But I'm more know, interested like, now. I can, I'm more interested in seeing the flaws in uh, look from everything I see. The only way these guys will fight somebody is if they can convince the person to fight outside of their expertise. Yeah, pretty much. Right. <laughs> because um, Jake Logan Paul will fight Cormier if he'll only box. Or I mean, Logan Paul fighting 
Logan Paul fighting Floyd, obviously Floyd's a boxer, but Logan Paul's like eight inches taller than him and way bigger. So yeah. I don't think it'll matter. I mean, he's not going to touch. He's not. He's just not going to be able to touch Floyd. Is but, Floyd Mayweather going to show up and knock him out? No, he's not. I don't. He's, he's going to. So. so so it's not really a boxing match. You don't get to really see if Logan Paul can fight Floyd Mayweather. You get to see Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather fake spar. Is what you're telling me? Logan Floyd Mayweather's not going to show up and knock out Logan Paul. The greatest boxer in the history of well, the last 20 years is not going to show up and knock out an amateur fighter that has three fights under his belt. If he well, doesn't knock him out, he's not trying, right? Right. No, that's that's where I have the problem with it. Is like Michael Jordan goes one on one with the kid from the drive-thru at Hardee's <laughs> and he ties. Right. What? No, that's that's where I have the problem with it. Is that it's not legit? It's not legitimate. That if these the the opponents, I tune in. I'd tune in for the forty two second match if they actually were going to fight. I'd watch that. I wouldn't pay for it, but, but I'd you watch can't. It. You can't trust that. And then it that the like the same. It's the same thing of the betting handle. Like to me, who the hell is is going to bet so actual old, money? I know. Well, I know. if you're betting because, money on this, you're that's like just, betting to me. That's like betting on an NFL exhibition game. Like, what the hell? Are you? No, people do that. <laughs> I know. And I think that's idiotic. It's that's what we like, call degenerates. It's more right. like betting on week 17 when two teams that have been eliminated by the playoffs but aren't fighting for a lower seed are going up against one another. It just doesn't matter. No, I don't. They no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't it. say that because because if it's week 17, it. It doesn't matter, but it does matter. It's a real game. When you're, ta- I'm talking about like, you you're know, right. spring training worse, game or something like this. It's just a, it's a. How do you know? Like you said, if if I knew that th- that these guys were both trying their asses off, and I'm sure Logan Paul will be. I'm sure he will be. Well, he's going to do everything sure he can to try and get in there and win a fight. I would think. Yeah. I, I yeah. I just I, well, I, I think I, I don't. I don't. I don't we haven't seen. We haven't seen a fight. It, but I don't get. It. I don't think we've really seen a fight like what, what will be Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather because he's actually fighting someone who's a boxer. So I mean, I can't sit here and say that Floyd won't try to go knock him out. I don't know that. Um, but yeah, I, I he's I mean, actually Floyd fighting beat a boxer. The shit out of of uh, Conor McGregor, right? Was it Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah, and he, out, like, really, in the he just managed him for four or five rounds until there was nothing left, right? He just sort so, of like pulverized him. Yeah. If he's going to do that, I might tune in to watch that. I guess I wouldn't pay for it. Well, let me. I'll I'll reach out to him and ask him what he's going to do, and I'll let you know, um, so that you can Before make an informed. De- yeah, so you can make an informed decision on whether I to, appreciate uh, it. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to do that. I uh, appreciate. By the way, do does it. anybody know an in at um, Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> Uh, productions. I thought, <laughs> I thought you and money were tight. You had me well, for a second there. He goes by money for sure. I do yes. call him money when I see him. I money. Know. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. So at least we all agree that is it's a. a it's bizarre. Um, I mean, it's all bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's, stupid. it's really. It's a societal thing. It's not. It is. I don't it's think so you can. Sad. It's I don't think you can thing. blame the Paul so brothers. Sad. I don't think they're, uh, no, they're a result of, of everything. They're not, they're a manifestation of all this stuff. Yeah. They aren't, they aren't the creators of the problem. They're just, it is tough. No, it is tough to look up and see and see what's out there and, and see what people care about. Yeah. I, I, I do agree with you on that sentiment. And, and it does. It makes me feel like I sound like an old curmudgeon, but I know you that are. I'm not. No, I know that I'm not. This is not, I don't believe that the fact that I don't want to see Logan Paul and Floyd money or that I can't get behind it and get excited for that makes me an old curmudgeon. I just, I refuse to believe maybe that's just blindness, but I refuse to believe that I can get into a lot of things and that just isn't it. Yeah, no, I, I I get it. It, it, It's something that strikes a chord and it just just bugs people. And I think that's part of, because of the persona that the Paul brothers put out and they're not, they don't try to be likable. And, and uh, yeah, know, the only uh, way I can enjoy this is if I completely remove it from the sport and say, it's got nothing to do with boxing. This is nothing to do with boxing. I look at it as it's WWE. I mean, this it's is WWE. That's right. This I mean, is a pay-per-view main event, world wrestling's yeah. WrestleMania yeah. 58. 
if if I look at it like that, um, it, then it's it is what it is. It's a, it's an entertaining hour. But man. although although I do want to give more credit to WWE, I mean their production value is certainly a lot higher than the production value. If if you did watch the pay per view a couple weeks not. ago, um, it I mean that was one of the biggest criticisms that they received. It wasn't so much the fights that you know necessarily, but all of the other mu- music acts that performed around it, and it was kind of crappy production music value. Acts. Oh yeah, there was like Justin Bieber did a whole like five song set before the oh, main no. fight, and uh, a couple other a couple other artists. Don't talk about. It. See now you're acting like an old curmudgeon. Don't. I don't just said, it. oh no, that's what you this know. is. This is. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it is. is it's like a show. Admit you are a believer, Myers. It you is, are I, a believer. I, I, I got no problem with Justin Bieber. Guy's like got Justin. some talent. I just. Yeah disappointed that he's associating himself with this but i guess everybody's well so he's he's a it, the problem with that is he's associated with triller and triller is the company that promoted that's been the promoter of the fights but they also the main function of triller is kind of like a tiktok competitor with more of a music focus so they partner with a ton of artists and justin bieber is one of the artists that they partner with gotcha so i'm actually i'm actually the company uh yeah he has some type of yeah that's there i'm actually seeing i'm seeing my buddy who works for triller after this call so i can get some more insight on, on what they're on a doing. show you're not on a call all right whatever, whatever um, dude semantics yeah. myers my Sem- michael semantics myers that's what we're gonna call you that's what's on the screen uh all right so <laughs> next topic i'm so over the paul brothers um that's fine you see on the bottom of the screen no 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 <laughs> no 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 uh, that's how I feel about that fight. Um, the, Madison Bumgarner. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you guys have been following this. I, I, Chris, I know you have because you brought it up. Madison Bumgarner throws or doesn't throw a no-hitter. Talk to us. That's crap. It's total crap. Uh, it's, you know, based off of, I guess. A, well, what are we talking about first? What's total crap? Oh, well, I thought you just set it up. Now I'm going into the conversation. Really yeah, I didn't really talk about it. I didn't say what happened. What happened? Why, why did he interrupt me again, Josh? Because oh. it's oh. a show. All right, I got like this. So Madison Bumgarner <laughs> threw a seven-inning no-hitter. It was a seven-inning no-hitter. It was only seven so, innings, so it doesn't so here's matter. the so thing. So, the, so they've got – the MLB goes to the – Seven inning double header setup yep. to appease the players' association. Yeah, but the rule, so the so the rule is out of date. The rule is applying to that. There's only such thing as a nine inning game, and I, I just that's not what they're playing. They're playing a seven inning game. He threw yeah, I, a, com- a complete so game you- without allowing a hit. That is a no hitter, and that's crap, and that. MLB could go back and fix it. So, do you think it but should be a no? They haven't. Absolutely, it should be. But if we count seventy no hitters, instead of being two hundred no hitters in the history of baseball, which I don't know if that's an accurate number or not, but it's low, then there are probably fourteen thousand no hitters in Major League no, Baseball. No, 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 no. Say, no, no. no. I would argue that you can't say that because they were pitching nine inning games. Madison Bumgarner could have gone into. He knew he was there was a seven inning game, so he's pitching differently. He's he's not saving himself the same way as if he was trying to go nine innings. So he didn't. So I think, he he was allowed to pitch differently, and he doesn't have to save himself. So does that not give him an advantage over a nine inning no hitter? I feel like it's this not conversation, his fault that he, it's not his fault that he's pitching a, a seven inning game instead of a nine inning game. He he pitched to the game. This I is agree. like and what Roger no Maris. Yeah. Keep in mind now. Well, it's it's important. Uh, let me throw out there that I also believe it should be a no hitter. He had seven innings to pitch. He pitched seven inning no hit ball. But is it the same category as a nine inning no hitter? He didn't have to throw. Did, but let me finish. The last forty pitches you make, you don't have the same stuff as the forty pitches before it or the forty pitches before that. And he was able to avoid the last forty pitches. He didn't have to throw. It doesn't matter. It does matter. No, it's, it does it's, matter because what you've got in the eighth and the ninth inning is less than what you had in the seventh in most cases, unless you held back, in which case you might have given up a hit. There is an argument to be made that this isn't the same thing as a nine-hitting no-hitter. But I hate it 
I don't disagree with you. That's the thing. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it should be a no hitter. I think it should be an asterisk no hitter saying it was only seven yeah, innings because Major League Baseball only played seven innings during 2021 or whatever. Uh, I hadn't thought of it. I hadn't even crossed my mind. I was like, oh, two seven inning games. I watched it a bunch last year. I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan. They had coronavirus at the beginning of the year. They had to play 14 double headers, 13 double headers, something like that last year. And they're all seven inning double headers. I enjoyed it. It was necessary because it saved that pitching staff from 35 innings amongst, you know, a multitude of guys. So it was, it was beneficial, but I had not thought about what would happen if a guy threw a seven inning no hitter until this. And evidently Rob Manfred had not either. Granted, one of us has paid millions of dollars to have that thought. Yeah, that's why I I laugh when you said, granted, Rob Manfred hadn't either. Well, that seems like it's his job. But You would think it would cross his mind. (laughs) Just a heads up. It's reminiscent of me a little bit, maybe not to the to the nth degree as it was, you know, in the in the '60s. But like when Roger Maris broke you know, 60 home runs and he hit 61, and everybody was, you know, was, there was an asterisk next to that for years, and it was obviously because the season was longer. Right. Um, so it's kind of similar uh, to that it a little similar. bit. And sure. baseball, baseball does have that kind of old school mentality you know change it's why they don't change many things because they seem to change a lot over the last couple years i feel like they've been you know changing uh, stuff so i think you know i think it's clear why they they are they're the average fan the average age of a fan across all four sports major league baseball is five years older than every other sport uh, they they definitely know they have a problem keeping the attention of younger people. They don't do a good job. They have not done a great job with that. The games are too long. They've t- tinkered with many different things to try and fix that. That brings up another one here in a second. But um, yeah, look, I, I I but I agree. I, it has to be counted as a no hitter. Did you see his interview after the game? By the way, <laughs> if you have not, it's the shortest interview you'll ever see, and he's he. In, in classic Bum, Mad, Madison Bumgarner style, he put the headphones on and they started to ask him a question. And, and he just said, Hey, hey, guys, I just, I just, if, if, before we, I just want to, I would want to thank two, two, I just want to say two things. One, I want to thank the Shadows, played a big part in today. And two, I want to thank Rob Manfred for these seven inning games. Took his head, shut off, and just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> how would you be? How would you be? That's exactly how I would be. Uh, because I would be if I were him, I'd be very frustrated that I didn't get a chance to pitch the no hitter, and yeah. uh, especially had, a guy like him. I mean, he, he, he had a bad year last year and had yeah. a chance to. He's finally getting back on track. So, anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. Major League Baseball uh, has got some other issues, and I would love to show you a clip of this, and I'll see if I can find it here in a second. But uh, probably one of the worst calls I have ever seen uh, in a Major League Baseball game. Uh, matter of fact, uh, well, I'll just tell you about it first. But so ground ball up the first baseline. Pitcher comes over, fields the ball. The batter is running three feet inside the baseline to first base. Pitcher picks up the ball. There's still 10 feet between him and the runner when he turns and flips the ball to first base for the out. Retiring the batter by no less than 15, 18 feet. At which point in time, when the runner got to the pitcher, who, keep in mind, is three feet inside the baseline on the grass, that happens to be the line that the runner took, he took a half step to the right, veering, so that he wouldn't run smack dab into the pitcher who had already retired him. The Everyone had sort of started walking back to their positions. The umpire is pointing to the bag and whatever, They call the runner safe for obstruction under the headline that it doesn't matter if the play was close. It doesn't matter. All the things that obviously do matter in the umpire's discretion did not matter if to the letter of the description, if the runner has to alter his course in any way, shape or form, it's obstruction. It is almost impossible to fathom. Uh, you guys talk about it for a second. I'm going to see if I can find that video. All right. It'll, it'll help you when you see the video, but you guys, you guys check. I, I think this is just a case of uh, it's a, it's an, it's an ump or a ref who 
felt the need to make it about himself, make a point and be a jackass. Basically it's, and you know, there's, there's Joe West now that he's riding off into the sunset, you know, that was the guy who I thought always did that and baseball or touched or touchdown T- TV, Teddy V, Teddy Valentine in the big 10 somehow always managed to, uh, put the spotlight on himself in the, in all the big games that he called. I, I just think it's, I think it's ludicrous and, uh, he's not, he's, he's not doing his job. Can you guys see this? Yeah, yes. let's take a look. Right, let's oh, see if we can. Remote. And we're going to watch a commercial. Oh, hey. Well, this They're is a professional. This is professional. I need to blur this out. Let's, let's go ahead. We got to hey, invoice them. Invoice them for 15 grand for a Ortho. 15 seconds. There you go. Now, that, that I mean. What? Yeah. It's what? Clearly, clearly you saw the obstruction. He didn't even he, like when you described it. He took a step to the right. I thought he like he 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 didn't. He just no. placed his right foot down where it normally would go anyway. Like he barely moved out of the way. I mean, if if he stepped into the if if the pitcher was in the baseline, there is so many ifs. There were there would yeah, need to be like maybe. five ifs before this would count as anything is, that's happened. But this is like, look I mean, at this. Look at this. Right. There's, there, that's obstruction. Yeah, that's <laughs> after he's out. <laughs> Maybe yeah, if, the, one if, more the first, if the first baseman had been standing on first right away when, when he caught the ball, they wouldn't have called it. I, I have no idea what what is going through that umpire's mind. But Chris, I think you're right. This it's there's just moments where these guys are looking to say, "Hey, look at me." There's no other explanation for that. You've got to be looking for something to find something on that play. Matter of fact, you've got to not be looking at the play to find something on that play. Right. Maybe that ump had been watching a lot of NBA basketball this season because that seems to have been quite common in some of those games. Not some, yeah. a lot. Players, you know, I think that in NBA probably has more to do with the fact that there's no crowd noise, so they're the refs are hearing a lot more of the jawing back and forth, but I mean, just watching NBA, it's gotten ridiculous. I mean, and, and it's affected a lot of games where where key players have, have gotten kicked out of games um, for one reason or another. So it, it's it, it seems to be a, a pervasive issue. Well, and I mean, come on, and it wasn't but, even Angel Hernandez, yeah, right. or Joe West, or or Cowboy Joe. But here's the thing with that. Then okay, well then call the friggin' strike zone the way that it's drawn up in the book. Now you sound like an old man. But I, but no, right. I know, right? Like, okay, then call uh, replay is the only thing that has forced these guys to stop calling the phantom tag and actually call whether somebody is tagged or the guy yeah. stepped on the base and stuff like that. Do you? That's do the only you way like this that? is changing. I, do you like that? Yes. Do you like so? Do you? Here, yeah, well, here, here you know what? I, I don't. Yeah, because there's a point where there's some of these these managers that. Again, like, you know, a bang-bang play in an important game, a close, important game, okay. But the, some, some of this stuff that, I mean, you know what? He was out. He was out. Let's just just move on. Yeah, just, the phantom one, like the the egregious ones, I'm, I'm on board yes. with. You need to touch the yeah. bag when you got the ball. And the, the ones I don't enjoy are uh, that, that get overturned by replay are guys that, they're sliding into second base on a steal, let's say. Fielder catches it, puts the tag on him, keeps the tag on him. He beats the yes, throw. Right. He's on yeah. the bag. And as he's sliding over the bag, there's a split second in which he's slightly airborne and no specific part of him is touching any part of the bag. And yeah. yet it goes from his foot to his butt to his hand. But at one point, nothing was touching the bag. He's yeah. out. Right. The, the idea of a steal was could you get to the bag before the throw? Not could you get yeah. to the bag and remain in contact with the bag right. 100% of the time while a tag stayed on you. That That is right. – it's a bastardization of a rule. It's a fix right. of a rule that wasn't broken. Right. Like I, I don't get no, that. That's one. true. I don't get that. I mean, one well, right, because the concept is you overslide the base. If you well, overslide, if you that's, overslide different. that's different. No, yeah. If I you know. slide past the base, right. yeah, okay, now you're right. a fair game again. But right. if you slide and just happen to hover – 
at some point no, because like, you bounce. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just it's the it's the wrong interpretation of that rule that that's the one that really bothers me more than any other. And they really do have strange decisions like you can't there's no challenging anything that happens between home plate and third base or first base. If the call is called by the if the ball doesn't go past third base, foul or fair can't be challenged. You you know that the ball has to pass the base before they can challenge that. Yeah, so like if uh, if a guy saw this in a game where uh, a base runner is lined up outside in foul territory down the third base line, line drive hit down the third base line, he jumps to miss it, but as he jumps, he kind of sort of moves a little bit toward the line, so the ball hits him slightly in foul territory, or maybe not, bounces into fair territory, they call the, the, the runner out. Well, if you know the rules of baseball, if a ball hits you in foul territory, you're not out, it's just a dead wow. ball. That's why they tell you to take your lead well in foul territory and whatever. Well, the home plate umpire called him out and it, it appeared as though he was in foul territory, but you can't challenge anything that happens short of the base fair or foul. So it was not, it was not challengeable. So the non-challengeable rules, there's multiple that are, are not challengeable that I find interesting. Remember back in the day when the only thing that was challenged was fair or foul and a home run. That was the yeah. first that was the first rule that was challengeable. Was a home run fair or foul? And you can go to the tape. Josh, I'm interested, I'm interested because there's like we talked about a lot of rule changes that have happened over the last I mean, I guess a couple of years in particular with MLB. The one this year that kind of caught me by surprise that it actually got passed was the extra innings rule. <laughs> Softball. Softball I mean, rule. I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, I I couldn't believe that. I mean, I when when they were doing it in preseason, I was like, okay, they're testing it out, and then the real season started, and they're still doing it. And it's yeah, like, so what? What's your take on? It? I have a take on this. Uh, my take is that they're starting it too early. I I, I get if they want to do that, you know, after twelve innings, 13, 12 innings, thirteen innings, but like. To start it right away, like I mean, it, this is college football, and you're starting at the 25 and going Which, in. Which, by like, the way, college football is shortening their overtime this year. I don't know if you saw that. They're actually forcing they? you to go for two earlier, and it right, becomes yeah. not an offensive possession, but just going for two after the third overtime instead of the fifth. Which I I was disappointed in that. Um, but to your point, Josh, I don't love it. It is what it is. It's here, and and, and it is what it is. But. <laughs> If they're doing under the guise of shortening the game, which is part of what they wrapped up in that, my argument would be you're shortening the game in extra innings. The part that the only people are watching are people that don't care how long the game is. Right. If I'm still watching in the 11th inning, I'm not one of those people like, God, I wish this game was over in two hours and five minutes. I'm somebody who wants to watch the game. And yeah, I love I made it, the memories of when I was a kid of the 19 inning games when the left fielder was pitching against the second baseman for the last year. I love that stuff. Yeah. That makes for make great to, drama. If you make it to the 11th inning, you're like, well, I'm not going to, I put in all this time. I, I got to see how this happens. Yeah, yeah, quick, get this over for me, would you? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm not hoping, it's, especially when I'm on the East Coast, if I'm thinking like, all right, can we get this thing over yeah, with? You know, 1 a.m., you're watching but a game at least it's, ex- it's exciting, your heart's pounding, you know, it could end at any point. Um, I don't like the putting a runner on second in the 10th inning. I think it's... Yeah. Uh, well, I, speaking I, of I, rules... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just, I was going to say, if, if, if the, it was about shortening the game so much, how are they going to pass that before adding a time clock between pitches? Yeah. Um, I which has been tossed well, around. I, 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 think, I think the shortening the game is as much of anything in extra innings is that the other solution right now is you add more guys to the roster and the owners don't want to add more salary to the roster. They definitely don't want to do that. These guys are yeah. running out. They're running. The, the managers are over managing in some ways during the, during the first nine innings and all the, you get to the 10th inning <laughs> and you got nobody left. That does and kind that, of go against that does go against the whole shorten the game thing when when on the flip side on on the on the field managers are changing pitchers more often than they ever have ever before. Well, this is I write so two things. One, Chris, the first joke you made, which is call the strike zone. If you want to shorten the game, call the strike zone. Yeah, absolutely. If you call the high pitch, the game will get shorter. It just will. Yeah. Uh, but two, you're talking about the quickness of changing pitchers that's another rule that actually was changed last year let's take a look at this video real quick of what happened and i don't know if you guys saw this 
this happened uh, yesterday, day before yesterday, yesterday, the day before, I think it was yesterday. Wow, that's I saw a, this. Yeah, this is a oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. boy. Yeah. How, how is he does, his face not exposed? He does wear the, he, he has one of the helmets that covers his face, doesn't he, Bryce? Uh, doesn't cover his face. He doesn't no. have the Giancarlo. He will now. Mm. Now <laughs> it does nick. It does nick the the visor, but it hits him in the left cheekbone. If you watch yeah. this, the second highlight, and this is a ninety-seven mile an hour high fastball. He walked it off like a champ. He, yeah, see, he, tried, he was tried. He tried to like block it with his hand. He knew that yeah, was coming from his face. It nicks the visor, hits the cheekbone, then hits his arm. So it doesn't hit him square, but it hits him. It hits him pretty well. It, it doesn't not hit him square. I shouldn't say. Uh, I was. I thought. He, I thought it was going to be worse when I saw. Oh, I was yeah, watching absolutely. that live. I was watching it live, and I thought he wasn't going to get up, and he got up quickly. Yeah. Uh, so what you don't see there. So that was that was uh, um, the first batter faced. By and uh, um, and I'm I'm struggling now. Genesis Cabrera. So that was the first batter faced by by this batter by this pitcher. Now he's rattled. He just hit Bryce Harper in the face. <laughs> well, you Next can see his reaction, right? His, I mean, he was like, pitch. "Oh shit!" Oh, yeah, that was his, his first pitch. I didn't first pitch. That. On his second pitch to the <laughs> next left-handed batter, he plunks him in the ribs. And this is an entire game. Oh, hey, we got, we've got commercials again. That's great. Yeah, well, that's okay because um, it didn't come up on the screen. That's good. That's good. Um, so he hits the next batter in the ribs. This is this is the point I was about to make on the new rule change. The rule change that was put in place last year was if you brought a pitcher in, he has to face three batters. So here you got a guy that just hit the – Face of baseball, no pun intended, in the face or one that, of the three pun faces. Wasn't it wasn't one of the three faces in the face. Then he's clearly rattled. He drills the next guy in the ribs, nowhere close to home plate. Uh, doubles over when he does it, knows he's in trouble, and the manager can't take him out of the game. How'd you like to be the next batter? <laughs> I'd have At least he was right handed. I'd wear a catcher's mask. Good yeah. chance of getting on base. It was JT Ramolto. Yeah, JT Ramolto comes up, and to his credit, on the third pitch, singled in a center field, and they were finally able to take him out. In the meantime, Joe Girardi gets tossed because he thinks that the pitcher should be tossed, and you could toss him, but, I mean, it's a 3-3 game in the seventh inning. He's not trying to He's hit not. these batters, right? So it's hard to throw him out. But it's, you know, if you're the umpire, you 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 you, you would Maybe you'd like to toss him, but you can't. But you also know that the manager can't come get him. Cannot come get him. By rule, can't take him out of the game. So he doesn't throw him out. He warns both benches, which is the other stupidest rule in baseball, that you warn both benches if one guy hits two guys. The team that just got hit twice gets warned. By the way, 100% of the time resulting in that manager getting ejected. 100% of the time. If, Chris, your team plunks Josh's team twice, and I warn you both, there is a 100% chance Josh gets ejected within 30 seconds of that happening. Every time. Uh, so he did. Joe Girardi came out, threw the umpire out first, which was great. And the yeah. umpire threw Joe Girardi out. <laughs> oh, Girardi threw the umpire out. Yeah, the umpire. Joe Girardi came out, threw him out, and the umpire immediately threw him <laughs> so out. So if, if both managers agree to throw the umpire out, can we like make that a new rule? It'd be nice yes! if you could. That actually would be – Angel Hernandez would never ump a game if that was the case. One pitch in. I I would like to throw him out. You guys in favor? We are. We are. Good we are. <laughs> Unanimous. Everyone on the bench. Uh, but it was interesting. And, again, a new rule. He had to pitch to another batter. He then took him out, which was great. Uh, and then I saw today in the very next game between uh, the same two teams with two outs in the ninth of a tie game, Nolan Arenado came up and they wait, they had waited. Philadelphia waited till there were two outs in the ninth of the following game. Even though it was tied, they were like, well, this may end at any point in time. So they went high and in on Arenado and hit him. Uh, you know, upper back as a retaliation. And uh, immediately did they warn both benches and immediately had to throw out the Cardinals manager because 
He was unsure. Bold strategy, Cotton. Bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> three days in a row, three consecutive Cardinal games, three consecutive games, a guy got thrown out because they warned both benches. I believe that's right. I could be slow. But, uh, yeah, the Cardinals end up winning it in the 10th inning. Nolan Arenado did not score. But interesting, interesting nonetheless. Uh, by the way, the, the tagline for that was saving face. You were on top of that one. Did not get that onto the screen. Uh, all right, our last topic, and I actually really sort of excited for this. Uh, in 19, I'm going to say 92, what year do we believe was the first year for the Charlotte Hornets? Somebody Google. Uh, I, I, year one right of Charlotte Sports sponsor Hornets. Factbook. Hold on a minute here. Sports sponsor fact book, TMR, boom. Somebody make a guess. I'm going to say 1991. Mm. 1988. 1988, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, and I believe it was, if it wasn't that first year, I believe this is true. And I could be wrong, but I believe this is true. Was Rex Chapman not the first player ever to be selected by the Charlotte Hornets? I believe that is correct. All right. It's what's in my memory. If it's true, Great. If it's not, we're rewriting history. But the number one draft pick of the expansion Charlotte Hornets, uh, Rex Chapman, who had a a good NBA career, long-range shooter, um, was the best player on whatever video game it was that Michael Jordan said, you can't use my name. Everybody was on there except for Michael Jordan. I don't remember what video game that was. Uh, But Rex Chapman was a baller, played for a long time. Kentucky, I think he played at Kentucky, University of Kentucky. He did. Um, long story short, uh, Mr. Chapman resurfaced about two years ago, three years ago on Twitter with, in my opinion, one of the five most entertaining Twitter accounts in all of Twitter sphere, mm-hmm. uh, which I was actually I was actually surprised and disappointed that he only has like one point two million followers. I thought he'd have far more than that. He should and he will. Well, uh, but part very, of very is, he's political, so he's he, he can be can, very political. Yeah. So he's got half, half the, the people. Country. Yeah, half the country already said no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so interesting, fun stuff. Well, so he, uh, I don't know if it's smart for a podcast to promote a, another podcast, but I'm about to. He's about to come out with a podcast with an interesting concept because at one point, I don't know if you know this, Rex Chapman was arrested years after his retirement. Years into, I believe, uh, an opioid addiction, he yep. was arrested for stealing thousands of dollars of electronics from, I think, an Apple store. Was it an yep. Apple store? Yep, it was an Apple store. Uh, and he will be doing a podcast in which his entire premise exclusively is interviewing athletes that have had run-ins with the law. And I think I saw World Meta Peace. By the way, that's Ron Artest. Um, I it's also, meta, it's also meta world peace. Put some respect. Oh, did I say what did I say? World meta peace, yeah. yeah. Sorry, meta world say, peace. Say That's, that to his face, yeah. I will. I'll say, Hey, Ron, um, because I know I that's your name. Him. I saw him in person once. I, I, I said, Ron, I said, and he Hi, Ron. answered, Yeah, yeah, He's of like, course. no, no, my name's meta. Um, no, it's just not so, world meta. Come on, oh, sorry, world meta. Ron Artest, Michael Vick, Ryan Leaf. Who else is I? But it's going to be interesting. I think that's going to be interesting. I think it's it, great. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, we all screw stuff up. We all make mistakes. We all fail. So to to be able to tell these stories of how you get through that. I mean, the, I mean this guy was a you know all American. Phenom out of high school, goes to Kentucky as a superstar there, goes to the NBA, plays, you know, first round pick, plays 13 years in the NBA, and then he gets addicted to, to painkillers and it sends him to shoplifting in an Apple store. And, you know, and he's come back from it and and he's learned from it. That's the thing is he's he actually had a gambling addiction, too. So he talks about that stuff. I mean, it's you know, that's important because everybody's got their vices, right? And so to have somebody like that, that's like, hey, it's okay. And this is how you can get help and get out of that and come out better on the other side. It's what you, it's that's sports, that's business, that's relationships, right? I mean, I, I, I think it's fantastic. And plus you're going to have people that are, 
that are the, um, you know, you talked earlier about a little about the train wreck watching folks, but I mean, there is that angle to that of just like, oh my God, what the, what the hell happened to him and get him on here. And, oh my God, oh, he looks yeah. like shit, but, but he, okay, he's better now. And, you know, and here's how we finally did it. I mean, that's the thing with addiction, right? Like it, yeah. it's not usually the first stop or first attempt to stop or the second t- attempt to stop even, right? Like it's bad when it gets to that I don't level. know what Ron Artest run in with the laws were, but I'd be interested in, in, in hearing from him. I'm not, I'm not overly keen on Mike Vick. I think that crimes, mm-hmm. different crimes are different, different crimes are different. And, I don't know uh, that I don't know that Ron has ever had any trouble with the law necessarily. It might just be talking about like the redemption. It, it could be more of like a redemption story. Malice like, at the palace. Yeah, maybe. malice at the palace. I mean, but I think you have to have had run-ins with the law to be on this. I think maybe not. Maybe not. I thought that's what the premise was. Maybe I, you could be right. It could be a little looser than that. I, I'm legal not run-ins. Yeah, I, I kind of moved on from Mike Vick. Whenever the uh, uh, the 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 dog fighting thing became well, that, quite as known as it was. I just, yeah, it, it that was horrific. That no, that's true. But I would, in that case, I mean, you know, the word was that he really did, you know, admit fault and admit that it was wrong and, wow. and change. And so let's see now a few years later. No, what, wait, admitted that lining dogs up against each other to fight to the death was wrong. That's that's there's a lot of, of redemption. Admirable. Uh, no, moving on, no. i.e. stopping lining up dogs to murder each other. I, I understand I mean, what a, that. What a change. It's, it's, man. What, no, I well, that's what I'm f- curious to see is does he yeah. does he actually Been a long does time. he really does he has he really realized how horrific uh, a thing he 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 was doing is Right. Like, yeah. is it, you know, just brushing it off and apologizing and making some donations. That's not good enough for me. He got to either. come back and play in the league years later. Right. He played yeah. more in the league, not, not to the level that he was clearly. I mean, the guy was a human video game. He was the original. Yeah. Amazing. He was a video game on your screen. Um, but yeah, that, that one's going to be tough for me, but everybody else, I think it's a cool concept. And I, and I, and I'm going to give Rex Chapman the benefit of the doubt because I enjoy, I enjoy Rex Chapman, uh, that and super 70 sports. Do you follow this one? Either yeah. one of you guys follow yeah. super 70 Oh yeah. Classic too. That's a good one yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys will be checking it out. I assume. Yeah. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Steve Especially Nash the, the episode group. with. Oh yeah, they were they helped they're producing it, right? I believe Steve so. Nash yeah, I heard media yeah. and a couple other folks, but Steve Nash's was that control media? Is that what they call it? Control media seats. C N T R L or something like that. Yeah. Which I think is control, but yeah, well listen. I think. I don't know that I pronounce it. That's what I mean. I don't know if that, I'm no I'm no letter word expert, okay? <laughs> That's not what I'm paid to be here. That for. might be the greatest sentence you've ever I'm no letter word expert i'm pretty sure last week i said i'm no numbers expert so i'm just going down the list of your problem is these are the building blocks those two <laughs> things are the building blocks for our entire existence numbers and letters so if you're not I, expert I, in those two things i know do those good uh, sorry <laughs> i know do those good All right, i don't know how we're going to top that so we'll wrap it up there uh, that'll do it for how would you be the second episode for the week ending April 30th, 2021. What a year. Uh, thank you gentlemen for joining us again today. Um, may your visor always block the sun when you're driving and may your air conditioner only kick on when you're hot. How would you, how be? would you be? Uh, that was supposed to roll right into. <laughs> some good music. Are we still? Are we still-